0: Good morning
1: Jackson oh, okay. Sorry about that, Brian. <laughs> it's alright. Good morning, Brian
2: Nixon. Hanging out with us just for a little bit longer. Yeah, we had a pretty a important question from a star me member. Okay. Uh, I read it, but I'd like to read it again. Um, hey, I'm texting you now because I won't be able to call later. This person's got a job, yo. Really struggling right now because I keep messing up at work and there are things I can f- I can't fix or take back. Expensive mistakes as well. I'm a female, so I don't know if that affects this, but when I mess up, I get super emotional, I start crying, and I can't stop. It's not professional to be sitting in my boss's office or working with tears streaming down my face, and if I'm not crying, I get this weight on my shoulders and chest and in my stomach for at least the rest of the day. Sometimes I can't sleep. I have such a hard time forgiving myself, and recently I've honestly started to just hate myself. I'm a Christian and I know it's not right to hate myself. I've been pushing it away for so long, but it keeps coming back. I hate how emotional I am. I hate that even though I'm doing my best and then I'm going to mess up and then that affects my boss and my job. All people ever tell me is to trust God and let it go, but I try and I try and it just keeps coming back stronger. I know that God is a big part of it and I'm investing as much as I can into him right now and in this matter, but I was wondering if you guys had any advice of what I could do to help me.
0: Mm. And we said before the break... I gave two I words, you know, find your identity in Christ and then identify how the Lord made you, you know, what your personality type is like, and then find the right, um, you know, job, the right situation that that suits who you are. But this leads to, I think, Steve Owen Dex, the bigger question about emotions, because what what she's alluding to um, in this conversation is, you know, she has all these crazy emotions, she's crying at work, she's feeling probably overwhelmed um she wants to have a give a good impression to her boss but things seem to be just unraveling so you know emotions are an important facet of you know the human being you you know they're connected to our will Mm -hmm. you know they're connected to you know obviously ultimately our brain and so emotions do need to to get in check at times and you know there's a lot of strategies I've heard people give throughout the years of how to get your emotions in check. And you pinch the inside of your thigh. Well, really? is that real? Focus on the pain. Well, what is I do that every time
2: I meet with Chip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah that's funny. <laughs> I'm just the, kidding. <laughs> the, the simple thing is, and here it, there's a three-step rule that people would say in yeah. any kind of given situation to help alleviate and help calm a situation down, particularly your emotional self. Yeah. And here it is. It's very, very simple. One is you just breathe, you know, taking a breath and you don't, have, you don't have to do it in front of your boss so it's so obvious I that you're, know, you know, and then trying to do this center I type thing. It. You don't have to do any of that. Just do a nice big breathe. Number two is don't start speaking quickly. Mm. Measure what you're going to say. And then yep. third, and this is really kind of interesting. Um, people who study this say, When you're going into a meeting that has the potential to be a very emotional meeting, always bring water Hmm. and bring a, a bottle of water and ask, say, hey, do you mind if I bring a cup or a bottle of water? Because what they would say is between just breathing, not speaking, and then taking a sip of water, that amount of time calms you down and allows you to think clearly, to gather your thoughts, and then to articulate. Mm-hmm. So those are three very practical things you could do that aren't, you know, over the top weird, but just think of it. So if I came into a meeting and Steve was about to lay the hammer down on me and he just says, well, you, yeah, you know, it's can't touch time. this. And he says, you can't touch this. And then, and then he, he goes to this before oh, I explode, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> before I explode back at you, if I were just to do this. Take a sip of water, give a little bit of time to think, mm. and go, you know, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me give an example. And what this does is it gives you just, I guess, a, a more level, non-emotional playing mm. field. Now, biblically, obviously, you want to measure your words. You want to be long-suffering. You Absolutely. want to be patient. You want slow to be to slow to speak, kind, yeah. all of those things. And there's plenty of scripture verses on that.
2: I have a question, Dex. How do you do this? How do I do this? I'm being serious. You and I are literally the opposite of the emotional spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I hear this girl and I've already written a hundred things, but you are the opposite where you're the guy that you still definitely have emotions and things still affect you. But on a professional level, I don't know that I've ever seen you Lose it. Well, you didn't you know see I mean? the last meeting with Chip. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but really, I mean, mm. yes, you still you 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 can blow a gasket, but for the most part, you're pretty chill, man.
1: Uh, a lot has to do with my personality. Okay. Um, I don't. I've I've never really been the type of person that gets anxiety or gets anxious for things. I've always, yeah. kind of, just. I think a lot has to do with the way I was raised too. My parents always had the attitude of, you know what, it'll be okay, God will work it out, and it, I always kind of had that way of thinking, and so I just always knew things are going to work out. Every, God's got it. That's kind of my attitude going into each day. But I love what Brian said because uh, I think breathing is such a huge thing. You know, yeah. when you blow up a balloon, you get you get that natural high. Yeah. Like I I'll do that. I'll I'll leave and go into the bathroom or I'll go for a walk and just just <sighs> and yep. man, I feel like this natural high comes over me and when I start to get anxious over, you know, certain things in my life or if I feel like I'm starting to drown a little bit, I have to go work out, go for a walk. But I think a lot has to do with personality too. Not everybody has a chill calm personality and I that's just kind of me.
2: Yeah. So, so you, you said a lot of really good things in there that I'm like, man, I'm so glad you said mm-hmm. it that way because I'm, I am the opposite. And then even in work, professionally speaking, I can get emotional. What? <laughs> no. You cry, steve That's, that's dude, not true Oh, man. I've never seen I, you cry. I honestly wish Chip weren't down so we could be like, dude, just come on here. Because I've, I've always, always been curious. There have been a few times where I've straight up just bawled.
0: Yeah. Right? like Not you, steve Not now.
2: Not no, now. No. Years ago. Like, I, I, like was, I was this person. Okay. But that was, it's been year, 2018, since I did that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been year ago. Uh, at least three weeks. Some, one said she needs counseling. Um, and that might be it. Maybe. Because for me, and this is just for me, there were a couple things. I had to recognize that. It's a professional environment, mm-hmm. and the things that are being said to me were not personal. Mm-hmm. I had a boss who was just matter of fact. Hey, this is it, blah 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 blah. And the funny thing is, I think I've always had these analytical bosses, like Chip, very plain. Uh, Daniel, very matter of fact as well. And, and there I would go home and, oh man, I would stew on things because it was like a personal indictment of my character. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, it would destroy me because I allowed it to define me. This person believed in this one moment that I was saying something on the radio to mock or to to try and slip in some, you know, terrible thing. And I mean, Dex has seen it. I would blow a gasket. I would go home and it's like, I'm never coming back to work again. Because how dare they attack my character? Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Can, I, like, can yeah. I say something just really quick yeah. before
1: I forget? Is what you just said right there made me realize um, when Brian said, you know your identity. Yep. Uh, I know what you're going through because I used to be like that too. Yes. And what it boils down to for me is confidence and yep. my identity <laughs> right. because when I hear you freak out, and we're in the same boat. Let's mm-hmm. say the same we're we're in trouble. Both of us are in trouble from the boss. Yeah, yeah. I don't freak out. You do. And <laughs> it's because I'm confident, secure where I'm at. And no matter what happens, if I get fired today, yeah. I know everything's gonna be yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's I know my identity. I know I have this confidence yeah. that I can. I can continue on. You know? and, and let
0: me just chime in. I think yeah, there yeah. was wisdom in what you said there, steve about, you know, in a professional setting, you do have to separate your the professional setting and not take it personally. Yeah. Sadly, at times, there are those bosses, and it may be in the case of this lady who, who chimed in on Facebook, that her boss may be not a great boss. And so it's a very, very difficult situation. There true. are bosses who make the professional world awful right. that, yeah, that yeah. It, it is yeah. nothing but just terror <laughs> and that's what I'm saying you have to identify if that's the place you need to be maybe you need to find a new job maybe you need to find a new place to, to go and work but I think it really does I love again what you said Dex it does come down to identity who, yeah. who am I first of all in Christ and Lord, I need to identify what you've called me to do and go do it.
2: So I think within that, there's some things that she can do. I do believe that she should talk to somebody because it I sounds too. like all of her friends are Job's friends. Because it's like, dude, just give it to the Lord and let it go, you yeah. know. And I'm like, okay, but not everybody can do that. And there are two, two verses. Yep. There are two verses that came to me. Uh, I've been kind of going through something, and it's interesting. Um, I have this, you know, verse of the day daily Bible app, and um, I, I'm still in the Word. But for some reason, this verse has hit me three different ways this in the last week, and I'm like, man, okay, I need to meditate on this, and I, I need to come to terms with what God's trying to talk to me about right now. Because um, you use the word confidence, and it just like I got like butterflies almost because the verse is First John chapter five, and it's verse fourteen that says, "This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us," and For the longest time for me, that identity that you're speaking of, I did not have the confidence that God listened to me. I didn't have the confidence that he cared. I didn't have the confidence that I had value or worth in anything that I was saying or doing. And I just didn't trust God. Mm. So I do think a lot of it comes down to her personal relationship with Jesus because God says these things. And we should have this confidence. And I I man, I did it. And she's saying, I just hate myself and I can't let yeah, it go. Don't and hate all yourself. I hear is her personal indictment of who she is.
0: But but here and look at the flip side of that, Steve. yeah. It's his will. Yes. Confidence in his will. So many times Christians come with my will. Here's my yeah. agenda, Lord. Here's what I want you to do. Again, going back to that moral therapeutic God yeah. that we talked about earlier in the show. Hey, God, I just want you to do good things for me. Right. Well, no. Sometimes we have to just find out what God's doing and yeah. then jump on what he's doing and allow that to lead us. Yeah,
2: mm, yeah. Here's the other thing. My verse of the day today, which just popped up, James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously mm-hmm. to all without reproach and it will be given. So we have this confidence in God that if we ask anything according to his will, we have it. And then today, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, if you're, if you're lacking wisdom, Ask God. Yep. He's going to give it to you generously. So I think for her, a lot of it comes down to just trusting and believing that God is who he says he is Mm -hmm. and having the confidence and going, man, I suck in this department. I am failing because she keeps saying like, it's, it's, she's crying at her desk and she, she just doesn't have this confidence and she keeps messing up at work and she's, she's worried that she's going to be fired and all these things. But I mean, if she's made these mistakes and her boss has not let her go, yeah. There's something to be yeah. said about having a job yeah. after you've made all these mistakes, and you you really do have to just trust sure. that you're there for yeah, a reason.
0: And I think the person who chimed in and you had alluded to it as well, Steve-O, is you know you need to go find some counseling. You, you need do. to you need to meet with your pastor yeah, or absolutely. pastor on your staff, mm-hmm. and just go. Here's what I'm feeling with. Here's here's what's happening. Let them walk you through the situation, and if need be. Go to a professional Christian counselor and say, "Hey, I I need some help here. I here's what I'm struggling with, and get the tools needed to help you walk through." Again, what I start off with is just very practical things of water and breathing and giving time. Great. Mm -hmm. And those aren't mine; those those have been studies that have been done and so on and so forth. They work. One more
2: practical thing uh, that Dan brought up that I I don't know, like Dex, I'm sure you've seen (laughs) because you work next to me every day. I have a pen and I have a legal pad with me because I am an emotional person. And when I start to get too emotional, my brain goes sideways, man. Yep. And I forget I forget where I'm at. I forget like what I need to do. So if I'm going into an important meeting, uh, and I know that like I need to to, to speak on A, B, and C, mm-hmm. I will write it all out ahead of time. Even in relationships. Like yeah. with with Chrissy, even. It's right. like, man, got into an argument. We need to work these things out. I will write everything out because I know once I get emotional, it's like you well, you're in it! idiot you know right. like right. <laughs> so, then
0: becomes ad hominem you're yes, just attacking dude. the person and right. then
2: ask me if i can remember any of the things i said later right. no because right. i'm on this like emotional high hey S-
0: steve <laughs> yeah. can i correct you on something though totally publicly you know on on a national radio program here
2: maybe <laughs> <laughs> you said easy, easy.
0: you said the last time you cried uh-huh. was last year. I know. And that's, a, that's a, lie. Lie. That a lie. That is a lie. Because you, I, didn't, I was going to correct him You came, I just said professionally. My, no, you came to my <laughs> office. You came yeah. to my office the other day. This was off the air. This is off the air. He came to my office and said he watched Mr. Rogers and he <laughs> cried during the movie. And Steve-O was crying yeah. while he was telling me that he watched Mr. Rogers. I think his Mr. exact Rogers. words were,
1: I, I, wait, I, I, hold on, I can't, I can't even talk about it because I'm going to cry. Hold on. Uh, uh, okay. So I watched Mr. I can't. So, yeah. so steve i I'm no, going to cry. No,
0: I'm going to set the scene. I hate you guys. I'm going to set the scene for you. So Steve-O, I go, hey, how are you doing? Because, you know, we get here early and, and Steve-O, oh, he's at my door. Tears are in his yeah. eyes, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, yeah. something major happened," and and I'm just going, "Steve, are you all right?" And and he could barely get it out. Yeah. I watched "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, "I can't even, I can't even talk about it." And then he goes, "That moment when Mister Rogers hugged Coco, <laughs> the gorilla, which was a profound yeah. moving, It was so profound. It was, it was. It oh was I God. cried in the movie. So all I'm saying, Steve-o, is."
2: <laughs> I'm an emotional person. You're right, an emotional person. I, will say, man. I, I recognize that God kind of manufactured me yep. differently in I love that it. regard. And so I I don't try and squash it, but I do try and understand why I'm created right? this way. Mm-hmm. No, so it's So there's beautiful. a way that God can use it differently yeah. than, you know.
0: I love the fact that you you wear your emotions on your sleep, yeah. and then when you love a movie, <laughs> and you love Mr. Rogers, I do, who, man. by the way, oh, listening audience, uh, Mr. Rogers was number three on Steve-O's list of most influential Christians. He's number one he, now.
2: Like Literally, I watched that documentary, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm off. He's number one. Because there were so many nuances and so many things behind yeah. the scenes that you just didn't know. Yeah. But it was like, that was the most brilliant man. Like, his yeah. son, of course, and, and please don't take this as heresy, or he was saying that for him... It was kind of difficult being his son because it was like the second second coming. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was like the it was the closest thing to Jesus. Imagine having that, Dad, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. closest thing human to Jesus he'd ever met. Yeah, And, it and was Mr. Like, Rogers yeah. was the
0: real deal. I mean, that's and I think you get that from his son. Because yeah. I agree with you. That yeah. that movie, that documentary on him was profound it on was. so many levels. It was.
2: And and well, and that's the thing. A lot of times you see these great men in leadership who you go, man, that dude loves the Lord, and, and then you meet and them. then you talk there. Well, no, I going to say, and then you talk to their children, and it was yeah. like, yeah, but here's how it was growing up.
0: Yeah. So you see this person, or you, and I see this. Person. You elevate someone, and oh my God, they must spend hours. And then you learn that they're jerks, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, and and, and, so, they, yeah. and, and it's a caricature. Mister Rogers yeah. was not that when way. When his
2: children, when his wife, when his neighbors, when the directors, when everyone around was saying these same things i was going man yeah. this dude genuinely lived you it. know
0: what was another profound you know emotional movement because we're talking about emotions during that is when there was a gentleman um who had a starring role on it he was african-american and he happened to be homosexual and the question was brought up uh, during the the show of you know was mr rogers gay and the guy goes believe me he wasn't right and then he proceeded to to talk about that though he didn't agree with my lifestyle and he you know basically couldn't do that he goes but you know what he loved me yeah. and he loved me so deeply and then he if you remember oh, stevo on on camera is bawling like oh, a baby he just
2: cried he's
0: bawling like a baby because he goes first of all here i am an african american man who we don't get very many tv shot you know stops secondly I'm a gay African American man. Yeah. Yet this guy loved me.
2: Dude, he, it was set in the time like there was, of course, everything was going around with, with racism, blacks and whites. And, and there was a hotel manager. Get this, there was a black family in a swimming pool, in, in just their swimming pool. And this hotel manager freaks out and grabs bottles of bleach and they've got footage oh of my this gosh. and starts dumping it in the swimming pools. Get out! And there was like there's protesting and riots going on no because way. whites and blacks shouldn't be in a swimming pool together. So that week, Mr. Rogers had this kiddie pool on set and on the television took his socks off and it's like, it's a hot day would you like to join me? And he had him come sit down, take his socks Jeez. and shoes yep. off. And they sat in this kiddie pool together. Wow. And it was like his way to talk about how how do you approach this? And like, yeah. man, <laughs> it, yeah. it was never divisive. It was truly just like, yeah, this is how you can love exactly. someone. Exactly. And
0: I have another book. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a huge Mr. Rogers fan. <laughs> Clearly, and, and, you dress like him. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. I, I have my my sweater on. <laughs> I've got my <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Mr. Rogers, at, honestly, really one of the core elements, essence of who he was, he, he really was a re- a rebel against the world system. So, yeah at times, and it was because of his Christian faith. He would see injustice, and he would go, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna react to it, not in a uh, a warlike you know hawk-like way, but I'm gonna react to it in a peaceful way, but it's gonna be such more profound. And that's exactly what he did.
2: Yeah. Uh, somebody said, I'm so blessed to listen to you guys every morning, the past hour was so helpful, and in Las Cruces said that. Um, somebody else said, hey, I, a question though, how do you guys get that confidence in God? Steve, I'm going through the same thing as you, and I am not confident. In those areas, um, man, I have. <laughs> I'm gonna be really real. I don't know if you guys know me, but I have like a tend to be a little narcissistic from time to time. <laughs> wow, where, I, mean, I I, I, know, what, I, know, I don't know, see that at all. I kind of tend to lean in uh, to myself. Hey, Stephen, uh, I like that I,
0: tattoo of, of yourself uh, on yeah, your I back. Know,
2: <laughs> I know, huge fan of me. I and so I honestly have to daily remind myself. God is God, Mm -hmm. and I am just some foolish dude he's choosing to use. Because I have a very narcissistic bend to where I think I'm awesome, but it's this false awesome because inside I I feel broken and I don't think I'm actually that great, so I put on this like front. Mm -hmm. But in all of that, it's just causing me to focus on me. Mm -hmm. Like, whether it's the face, the front, whatever it may be, and inside sometimes it hurts more, you know? Mm And so it's not always easy. It's not easy to just read a scripture and know that I have this confidence and that I can trust in God that he is God. But he's never failed me. Man, I've lived with myself for 40 years, and I suck. I fail me a lot. And sometimes I look in the mirror and go, dude, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Why did you lash out like that? And so I know my character, and I know that I have... I have failed so many times, yet I've never been failed by God. Mm-hmm. Even in the moments when I feel like I've been failed because it wasn't what I wanted in that moment, I can see how He's always orchestrated this incredible path for my life if I allow myself to surrender to Him and trust Him. Mm-hmm. So it's not the easiest thing. I'm not going to lie to you and be like, ah, oh, dude, just let go and let God. Like, yep. you know, it's not that yeah. easy. But it's, it's a daily struggle. It is, man. So yeah, it's, it's the struggle is real.
0: Flesh versus the spirit.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it is, <clears throat> guys. It was great being on with you today. Thanks for you know extending a little bit of time and including me. But I got to go be Mister Rogers. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right Go now.
2: go grab the trolley. Yep. Oh gosh,
0: dude. Don't don't do this. Won't you Dex, be my neighbor? Here's
2: the most profound movie you will ever see in your You're gonna make
0: Stevie cry. I, I never mine? used that word. Please, and That was the first word be? I said. Profound.
2: I love yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, me too. That's and good. and let me just I'm say one other thing about Mr. Again. Rogers. Yeah.
0: As as I exit to you know his music. Yeah. Is he also introduced the world of jazz to us kids? Yes, he
2: did. Yes. He I did.
0: mean, you you know, Mr. Rogers single-handedly introduced fine music to us as well.
2: I mean, you know what's interesting? Somebody said this is nowhere near the level of meaning you guys are talking about, but Mr. Rogers for them is the voice. I listen to episodes of The Neighborhood just for the fact that he's so peaceful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he... Ha- he ha- sometimes yeah, if, they have, sometimes if, if this person has a headache, they just put on Mr. Yeah. Rogers. Yeah, what's so funny, like,
0: wow. on that, uh, you know, I look back at why I uh, gravitated toward Mr. Rogers. You know, my parents were divorced when I was of that preschool age. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers, I think, became a surrogate voice of peace. And you just watched it and you resonated with it. And I, I I'm really glad there's a celebration of his life. Amen. Of, Amen. you know, the documentaries, Amen. the new yeah. film coming out this year with Tom Hanks. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's really cool. So, guys, so good. Let's leave with some Peace wisdom of Mr. Rogers.
3: Yeah. This is a cassette player with a little cassette in here. And there's nothing written on it, so we'll just have to play it to see what it is. Do you ever imagine things? Ever imagine things? Are they scary things? Are they scary things? Do you ever imagine things? You ever imagine things you'd like to have? you'd like. Did you ever see a cat's eyes in the dark and wonder what they were, they were? Did you ever pretend about things like that? Did you ever pretend about things like Did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind? In the garden of your mind. You can grow ideas in the garden of your mind. In the garden of your mind. It's good to be curious. About many things you can think about things and make believe.
2: Good morning, invasion with Dex and Stevo. Be right back. Good morning, invasion with Dex and Stevo. That's right, everybody.
1: Good morning and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Oh, man. Thursday.
3: You know, it happens so often. Stop it. I walk down the street and someone 20 or 30 or 40 years old will come up to me and say, you are Mr. Rogers, aren't you? And then they tell me about growing up with the neighborhood and how they're passing on to the children they know.
1: I got to tell you, his voice is so calming. I think if you're listening right now and you have anxiety... Maybe you're at work, you're sitting in your cubicle, maybe you're driving to work and you have this extreme fear and anxiety because of work or your life. Pull up YouTube when you get to work. Hmm. Pull up just YouTube on your phone, wherever you're at, and just type in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and just listen to Mr. Rogers' talk. Mm -hmm. I I, I almost can guarantee you that's going to calm you down, right? Yeah. I almost can guarantee that.
2: (laughs) There's just something about his voice, man. For real, and I think like for me growing up in that environment, but then also in a culture where, dude, you know what? One thing I hated. <laughs> we need to call Buck. Yeah. <laughs> the man card. Oh, let's get him on the phone. I hated that, but that I still was hate BC that. man. That's still a culture of I know, but I, I don't mean I don't mean Buck's like staunch man cardism. I just mean that culture. Where it created this generation of people who are like, this is how a dude has to be. Not saying there's anything wrong with like being quote macho. You know what I mean? Like, I hang out with Vince Harrison and I'm like, that dude is like the manliest man I know. You know what I mean? Like, officer of the law and just matter of fact and black and white. And there's, it's like, yes, these are admirable qualities. But I think we recognize now, at least hopefully, that people are created differently. And we're all unique. And if that is the case, then not everybody's going to react to this certain way. And man, I just remember how detrimental that could be, too. Yeah.
3: And Queen Sarah had just gone <laughs> away from the castle <laughs> to teach some people about crown storage. Mm. This is
1: about daycare and night care, guys. Oh. All right. This is season thirteen, episode fourteen of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood.
3: And child rearing.
1: He looks just like Brian Nixon.
3: And the associate mayor of care. Mr. Aber, had come from Westwood to take care of the castle and Prince Tuesday. Well, let's think more about them and their friends together in make-believe now. Let's do okay. it, Mr. Rogers. Neighborhood We of can't
4: play this hey, while be quiet. we're driving
1: to work. Look at the train. Man, I already feel better. Alicia says
2: Bob Ross as well. He's so soothing. You're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, somebody said, "Yeah, guys, maybe don't play Mister Rogers' voice. I'm driving on the freeway, getting a little sleepy here, <laughs> getting a little sleepy, getting a little woozy. It's not, it's not
1: supposed to uh, put you to sleep. It's supposed to just calm you. Mm. It's supposed to take that anxiety away and that fear. Right? You know? Mm. And I look at I mean, just look at the type of guy Mister Rogers was too. There really wasn't anything cool about that guy.
2: I will kill you, dead." <laughs>
1: You know what I'm saying? He was so cool.
2: But you're right. No, no, no. In the very beginning... There's no coolness factor about him. In the very that. beginning of the documentary, the director says, if you take all of the successful elements of television, all of the elements that made a successful TV show... Yeah, exactly. And you do the exact opposite, you had Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I nailed it! You had, you had low budget, mm-hmm. you had a very simple set, and you had a host who was very unseemingly television yeah. like it was like this guy is not a television host but she said he had very important things to say and because of that I, man it, it got me thinking about like ministry everything because it's like we have the most important thing to say right right like we are proclaiming the gospel of jesus and so yet sometimes i think we can get stuck in the presentation yeah you're right we miss we miss because we want that flashy set or we yeah. want whatever it is mm-hmm But, man, he just cared like he was at at the heart. He wrote everything. I was looking, and it was like he was writing the music. He did the voices. He was writing the scripts because he had profound things to say. Love it. Man,
1: Bird Box has a whole new meaning now. Huh? Blindfold yourself and go through life. I think you'll you'll have a different outlook. (gasps) Watch the voice. (laughs) Don't judge people. Listen to the sounds of their voices and not the clothes they wear. Oh. Write this down, guys. This is, this is, uh, is profound.
3: Well, maybe Lady Elaine was trying to be helpful, mm. but she surely scared Prince Tuesday. Mm. Children need to be able to believe their parents. And Prince Tuesday needed to know that his mother and his dad really did mean what they said about coming home.
1: Gosh, man, I'm going to watch this episode later. I'm save that. That's good, man.
2: Dude, remember the Star Me said, man, you brought up that whole man card thing? And because of that, uh, it tends to make people suppress their feelings, me being one of them. I tend to hold everything in, but once it comes out, it comes out in anger. I don't know how to express my feelings until it's too late. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah.
1: That's very true.
2: I have done that for years. <laughs> mhm. Let's call Done the guy that for years. Are we responsible really him the, for the creator man card. of the man card?
1: That's right. he's the creator of the man card. He he took my man card years ago. Mm. I lost it so many times. His name's Buck. Did you dial correctly? Oh, I don't know, might be our phones. Yeah.
2: Nine eight six five. I have I have the definition according to Urban Dictionary, so we can totally get into this. Of a man car? Oh yeah. Hit me. Oh, I'm going Yes. Hello. hello. Hi hello. Hello. Hello, caller. hello. What's why do you keep hanging up on me?
4: You've called me like three times and hung up.
1: <laughs> oh must be our geez, just calm down there. Guy. <laughs> Jeez. Um
4: must you were punking me.
1: No, it must have been uh our, our phone system or yeah. something. Yeah. Hey man, I'm in a really, really chill
2: state because of he Mr. Is. Rogers. So don't, he is. don't don't yell at him. He's don't really yell, chill. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
4: All right. What well, good morning, boys. What can I do for you?
2: Hey man, we just really want to attack you on air um, in a okay. calming way. Go ahead. Because I grew up with Mr. Rogers and he was like full of love and feelings, and it was okay to express it. And then in the nineties, you invented something called the man card, where it was a requirement to be accepted as a respectable member of the male community, Mm. and it would be revoked for doing non-male things. And it really was detrimental to the growth of a man getting in touch with his feelings. Mm. So we want to know if you're still, if you still carry a man card, if you still hold to that archaic ideal, or if you've grown as a human.
4: Um, no, no, it's still in full effect. Oh, I mean, wow. You know, we were we were very specific about uh, about what it meant to have a man card. And, uh, yeah, you know, there yeah. were just some things you couldn't do. Yeah. You know? yeah. There what were those? About pers- there was nothing about personal growth or yeah. not being in touch with your feelings. We didn't touch any of that stuff. Yeah. We just took particular
2: views and stances on things that men should not do. hmm or things that men had to do. I, yeah. I found a, a list, at least according to Urban Dictionary, of, of what the manly things are in order to acquire your man card. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so let's see how, if all of us have done these things, because uh, I want to know if, if Buck, in fact, actually has a man card according to the culture he created. Okay. <coughs> Number one, firing your first gun. <laughs> Whoa, did you just have fire all, a gun? Have we all fired a, a, a rifle? Sorry, or? I popped it up in my car and it connected to my car. Ah, oh. So firing your first gun, is that is that one thing that, have you fired a, a weapon? I was in the military. Yes. Dexter? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Montana. Born so. in Texas. Okay. Number two. Oh. Getting into a fight with a respectable opponent. Bullying does not count and actually as a result, that results in removal of a man card, but in a respectable fight. Have you guys ever been in a fight in your life?
1: Buck? Yep. Yeah, he's actually been in the octagon. Yeah. Uh,
2: I was there for that! I
1: completely
2: forgot about
1: that. I've never been in a respectable fight. Wait, are you serious? No, like where two men shake hands and then beat each other up and then hug at the end.
2: You don't shake hands in the beginning.
1: Uh, uh You touch gloves, bro. Isn't that a respectable fight? No, with the
2: respectable opponents. I was in a fight in high school with a dude named Jeremiah, and it was not respectable to begin with. But at the end of it, we walked away friends. Yeah, I've
1: never had that. Really? No, it always just ended. It started bad, and it ended bad. Shout out to Jeremiah Richie, wherever you are,
2: bro. Good for him. Number three. Standing up for your woman, your family, (coughs) the innocent, or friends. Absolutely. Yep. I'm
1: okay with these man card rules so far. Th- None of these have been on any of your man card lists yeah. over the
2: years, by the yeah. way. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, these were these were already in place. We just added to the list. It's kind of like the Constitution, you know? You can have
2: amendments. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. His were like white sunglasses, tap out gear. Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy. Okay. Number four, being a true gentleman. Yeah. That's sure. a man card rule. Oh yeah. Hey, hey guys! 100%, hey guys, yeah. open the door
1: for a lady or even a man. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be the opposite sex. Open
2: the door. You say yes, please. Mm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Number five, and this is where they just go awry. Breaking twenty-five miles per hour over the speed limit. Wow. We don't have to answer that one because I don't know what the statute of limitations are. But <laughs> I have many tickets. They have, to,
4: they have to catch you in the act, but yes, I've done that. I actually got a ticket for that, driving back from the Beastie Boys with uh, wow. a man who shall be unnamed. And wow. uh, I was going 107 miles an hour and a fifty
1: oh five mile an hour zone. His name was Baxter. Oh, you my can gosh. Say
4: his name. <sighs> yeah. No, it was 75. We were going 107 in a 75.
1: I remember that. Yep. <sighs> I've got well, 150. No,
2: never mind. I'm just going to be quiet. All right. What else you
4: got, steve All right. Let's see.
2: Uh, sorry, I'm responding to my friend Rebecca who went to high school with me who was shocked that I did that. Yes, in the gym, behind the bleachers, me and Jeremiah. Wow. He's a good dude. Um, Number six, beating a video game deemed manly and worthy of playing by other men, and there's a list. Mike Tyson's punch out? That's not on the list. Any of the Halos? Yes, absolutely. Gears of War? Yep. Left for Dead? Yep. Goldeneye? All of them. Goldeneye. Yep, same. <coughs> if you're just joining us, we've got Buck on the line, who is the inventor of the man card and has been detrimental to manhood ever since. Mm-hmm. Not
4: true. Not true. <laughs> that's just coming. Only people that are non-manly men would say that. But that's just- <laughs> Please keep going.
2: Yeah, but his,
1: his man card uh, list is very time-sensitive. I think, what, 2006 mm. is the year you came up with all these man card Alicia,
2: By the way, Alicia's chiming in and said, Oh, man, I'm such a man, you guys. This is terrible. So, uh, number seven. Showing your knowledge of and preparedness for a zombie apocalypse or <clears throat> nuclear holocaust. Okay. And- okay, so hold on, hold on. Now, let me just stop you right there mm-hmm. because... Dex and I actually
4: created a plan, and we already have a, a plan laid out for what happens in case of the zombie apocalypse. Okay. We do. Okay. Yeah, we have a
2: meeting spot and everything. That's okay. Very, that
1: is actually very true. Got it. Okay.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, man. Yep.
2: Um, there are, I, I have a list of things, at least according to this as to how you can lose your man card, how it can be revoked. These are the original laws. These predate white sunglasses.
4: <clears throat> okay.
2: Are we ready? Ready. Number are one. You wearing white, did you walk in wearing white sunglasses or something this morning and get called out? No, but in the uh, mid-2000s. Did, you, did, did in the, you walk in wearing Bir- Birkenstocks and the- a pair of white uh, <laughs> In the, no, I always wear black socks. Only black socks. Uh, in the in the mid, that's real. I really do only wear black socks. That's weird. I don't own white socks. In the mid 2000s though, I can remember listening to the world famous Buck and Deck show driving to work wearing my white spy sunglasses. and <laughs> Did you throw them out the window? Having to remove them. <laughs> Because I was like, dang, nobody told me I didn't have a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we told uh yeah. remember we
1: told the uh the Buckendex Army that if you saw if you see anybody out there wearing uh, white sunglasses, you need to walk up to them politely and ask them to remove them from their face. Mm. Yeah. And
2: people actually yep. did it. Yeah. No, yep. I really did yep. immediately buy matte black spies. Like yep. the same Good ones. Deal. Hate you guys. You guys owe me 80 bucks. Okay. Number one. Um <clears throat> Ditching friends Especially if it's to do something Girly over something manly When doing so will not cause you to gain any form of physical Interaction with Said friend you're ditching for What? (laughs) Example, not going to a UFC fight with the guy friends And deciding to go see High School Musical 3 With the girls (laughs) that you're not Dating or provide any opportunity To gain physical interaction with In the future
4: (laughs) Text. How do you uh, respond to that?
1: Oh, snap. Oh, really? Really? How do I respond to that?
4: <laughs> I just remember you were... Do you always talked about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and watching The Wine Garden and all that. Run us through The Wine Garden and all kinds of nonsense.
1: Mm. Yeah, and but that's where we're going to disagree is I think it takes a okay, real man... That, Wait, that, don't that, cut that, me off. Okay, you know what? Let don't me, let me just stop you right now. No, don't stop me. You're right. Me. You
4: know, that, could be, that could be a romantic interlude for a couple. So hey, I will thank you. I will yeah. retract my statement.
2: I have I I literally have this example. I was I drove, I can't believe I'm tell this story. This is how I knew though. I drove me and like five other dude friends to go see Triple X Vin Diesel. Ooh, the first one. That's such a good movie. We were at the we were at the like <laughs> High Ridge movie theater Yeah. and I drove us all all the way up there, meanwhile we live in the Heights. I get there and I'm sitting there, and I get a text from this girl named Chrissy, yeah. who I'd never gone out with before, who there was no, like, I in my brain possibility of ever dating because she was way too cool for me. And she said, what are you doing? <laughs> do you want to hang out? And I looked over at my friend Jake, because I had driven my five friends to the movie theater, and I said, hey, man, I'm going to go get some popcorn. <gasps> Wow. This was Good. before the movie started. Yep, you definitely broke that man. Cool. I ran to my car wow. and drove away. I still to this day have never seen Triple X. You picked Chrissy over Triple X. But I did I did get the girl. I did get the girl. Oh, we ended up going out that night and it was like this amazing time. And about an hour later, uh, Jake called me from the lobby asking what happened <laughs> and to make sure I was okay. And I'm like, Yeah man, I'm on a date. Um you're gonna need to call somebody else to come pick you up. Wow.
1: Hold on, I think oh. Chrissy is joining us right now. How does Chrissy feel about this?
2: Oh my life is extremely oh, okay. going downhill because oh. I'm getting acne and yes. I'm getting fat and oh. I'm balding oh. right here. If you can't see the whole triangle, yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> like be okay. there. Yeah. I'm balding. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm balding. Look at Somebody what you've done to down. your wife. Yeah, she, <laughs> she at the time was like not even anybody that I thought would have any interest. So like yeah. I just ditched dudes for this girl. You ditched dudes. So is that man card revoke? Absolutely. We've married sixteen. According years to brother. that. Yeah. According
1: to that, you broke the rule. No, I did.
2: I did. Uh, the other big ones: making a stupid comment involving high school gossip or any th- overtly lame topic of which no man should ever speak. I'm okay with that. All right. Okay. I'm not. I'm not good with anybody. Y- y'all gossips. Y'all gossipy fools. Yeah.
1: No, Anyone? not
2: really. We're not okay. girls.
1: We don't gossip. Okay. Okay. Just kidding, ladies. <clears throat>
2: Quoting movie songs or any other media when such media is deemed girly, lame, stupid, or otherwise unmanly okay. by the majority of mankind holding men. So that's where the, that's where <laughs> think the whole Bachelor... I think
4: you do really need to examine yourselves right now in this and talk about... Uh,
2: There's examples.
4: You know, something, something that I've brought up on the air with you before.
2: Yeah.
4: And I can't believe this word is going to come out of my mouth, but you both... Are guilty of always saying the word totes <laughs> now when I hear the word totes I think of something that you carry things in you know yeah and you know but you Wrong. use it in a different form uh, so oh, man. what do you what do you say about that
2: I say that uh, according to Jarrett and I agree with this I have absolutely talked about something that is um definitely a lame topic example being Man card. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, I will one? I will quote I will quote good movies like Can't Hardly Wait Until I Die, Sir. Okay. That is the greatest high school movie uh, 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 ever created. I love you, Jay. All right, what's, what, what, what's
1: the next one? What are are, you, run, are right? you in a rush? Or are you, are you in a rush? Uh, do mm. you need to be
2: somewhere? I, mm. I mean... No, it's fine. Let's go. Keep going. Treating any woman, child, or person that looks to you as a role model or elder with disrespect or in a manner unbecoming of a gentleman. Wow.
4: Yeah, that rubs me the wrong way. I've got a big thing about respect. I really try to instill that with my kids because mm-hmm. I really feel like today there's a lack of respect with, uh, with the younger generation. I'm not talking about millennials, but I'm talking about kids in general.
2: Okay. So. All right. That's basically all of them. Um, there's some pretty serious ones like um, wear um, uh, sandals and socks. No, dude, none of those. <laughs> no, rate right, being racist, being sexist, like all yeah. there, all these like ones that are like, well, duh. Yeah. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <clears throat>
1: we had a movement for sure.
4: Well, I think we 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 kind of put a dent in society, which is what we were trying to do, and you know it's uh. It's it's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. I mean.
4: No, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry.
1: I think Buck and I single-handedly stopped the Ed Hardy and uh, tap out movement. I really do. You're,
4: forget- you're forgetting the bedazzled affliction movement Yes, and as the well. affliction
1: as well. I think we took that down pretty quick. I mean, it only we- lasted a couple years.
4: Yeah. Could have lasted
1: yeah. a decade. We did. Yeah. But sure I don't know. Did. But uh, you know what? I I think I see growth uh, not only in myself, but with you as well, Buck. I see a lot of growth.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's what happens when you get married and have kids and become a dad. You know, uh-huh. you learn how to become a man. Well, you should, anyway.
2: But what does that mean,
1: sir? You know what it means? And I think <laughs> this is one big thing that uh, they didn't mention in that list that you were just reading, Steve O. Yeah. Being a man is knowing when you're wrong and, and being able to admit it. Yep. You know, and confront confront that person, you know, and, and and hold yourself responsible when you make a mistake. I think that that's a huge part about of being a man, you know?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Also you have to know how to be a hunter gatherer. Yeah. yeah. Just in case.
1: Watch Meat Eater. That's a good one on Netflix. Yep.
4: Listen I, to I Joe Rogan. I haven't seen that yet.
1: <laughs> Listen to Joe Rogan. That's, 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 yeah. Now? I'm not
4: sure that that's really <laughs> a, a prerequisite for. He's like for... The
2: king of men right now <laughs> no? in 2019. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, we totally rocked that show, but yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Anyways.
2: Buck, this last weekend, I was on an airplane, snotty crying, watching a documentary on the life of Fred Rogers. Is my man card in fact revoked?
4: No, man. Fred Rogers was a Marine. That no. he was an American hero. He, is that was he a marine?
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. good All
4: right. Yeah, he was. He was well, in, in the Marine Corps.
2: He, yeah. And they, they, they go into like all of these, all of these things that were actually real versus versus fake. But he, he, um, is in fact not a marine. He's not. He's not a marine. Yeah. See, marine. I thought that was false. He, he went to school for. He went to seminary. He went to the Rollins uh, or the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. He was going to be a pastor, and then all of a sudden, this weird box thing started popping up, and he saw just these television programs. And man, he just saw how well he could articulate and do something cool for children. So he started that, and then he took a break, and he finished out his degree in his career he be, he was like a presbyterian minister but he ab- he abhorred violence like he actually in the in the <coughs> documentary he talks about like the superhero craze and he was one of the first people that was like completely against it he loved make-believe but it broke his heart when Superman the movie was released and Christopher Reeve has this cape and he's jumping out a window and flying and there was a little boy who put on a towel and jumped out of a window and died and he was so angry that someone created this movie that could potentially harm children seriously, like he he hated violence G.I. Joe, Transformers, all these things anything involving guns or anything so, yeah, no He actually wasn't. So, I know. I know. Well, we're up against a break. Yeah?
1: (laughs) That's a big shocker. Okay.
2: I mean, we just talked for 20 minutes. Come on, man. Get over (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Talk to you later. Answer your phone. I've been calling you the past two days.
4: Oh. No, you know, don't even start that because I keep returning your phone calls and all right we gotta go
2: (laughs) oh my gosh you just hung up on him
1: we'll be back with shock therapy live that's right shock therapy live is next